0: get going. Tonight I want to talk to you about, uh, really just reiterate what Pastor Brock was talking about in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. If you have your Bibles, just go there tonight, your little iPads. Go, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Uh, most of my message tonight is going to be out of the Message Version Bible. It just some of the wording is so powerful and it just brings old um, old uh, principles to life in a new way through the modern, the modern Language Bible, the Message Bible. Tonight I want you to just remember three things Oh, that's not working. Uh, Three things. Number one, you belong. Number two, you believe. Number three, you become. I was wrestling through, and the guys know we're talking about this message and how it's transcending all of our culture, and, and people say, you know, you've heard it all, oh, you've got to believe first, and then you behave, and then you can belong. Or if you behave, then that's evidence that you really believe, and then we'll still maybe let you belong but Jesus is completely the opposite. He starts where we usually end up in the, the very last by saying, no, I want you to know that you belong first. And and, and and this is the message that we have got to get in our spirits. I belong. Can you just say that with me tonight? I belong. Now, first of all, you belong to Jesus, right? You don't necessarily have, this isn't a marketing ploy to get more people to come to Keystone Church. This isn't, a, you know, some sort of strategy to Get more baptisms or anything like that. This is a message of the Father saying, I'm your friend, you just don't know it yet. I'm not mad at you. I love you. I'm for you. I, I, am, I am your God. You are my creation. You belong to me. And so tonight we're going to talk about this, this ministry of reconciliation, of how in 2 Corinthians it is laid out so clearly that first of all, God wants us to know that you belong. You don't have to change your behavior. You don't even necessarily have to believe. The thing you have to believe is that you belong. And everything from there will flow out of the heart of the love of God. We love, as Josh said, because God loves us and gave himself for us. We know how to love because God loves us and teaches us how to love. You belong first. I belong I belong to Jesus. The Bible says, and we'll get to this in a minute, that we are already a friend of God. We just need to be told. Boy, the gospel to me has just become so amazing. It's so fresh and so new. And I think the younger generation probably gets it better than I do because, you know, I grew up with, you know, you're, you're a rotten sinner and you just, you better believe and you better behave and getting pinched under the arm at church and like, oh. You know, man, I felt God was mad or about to strike me down every turn, and, and it's just not who God is. It's not His character. And so I talked to some of the younger generations. They're like, yeah, man, we know that. What's, what's the big deal? We get it. We get it. I'm like, Well, good for you. I'm struggling, okay? Let me, leave me alone of my tension. I, 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 I feel like the gospel is so fresh and new for the first time in such a long time, this message of you belong. You belong to God. You already belong. Whether or not you know it, you belong. He's already your friend. He's already made arrangements for you to come into his relationship. Isn't that amazing? You don't have to believe. You don't have to behave. A big thing, in where I grew up, you had to cut your hair and shave and you know, wear ties everywhere you went, and girls had to wear dresses. And I mean, that, that was proof that you believed. And if you dressed right and behaved right, then possibly you could belong to you know, whatever sort of little clique or club you were interested in. But that's not the case here. Belong, believe, and become. Belong, believe, then become. God wants all three of these things for us, and he breaks it really down, it down really well in 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 15. Let's start there. I'm in the message. Our firm decision, check out this, man, is to work from this focused center. One man died for everyone. That puts everyone in the same boat. He included, watch this. This is going to mess with you a little bit. He included everyone in his death. Everyone in his death was included. So that everyone could also be included in his life. (laughs) That does not line up with my Reformed theology, okay? I'm struggling, right? A resurrection life, a far better life than people ever lived on their own. Let me read that again. I read it slowly and intentionally, but let me read it again. Our firm decision, Paul says, is to work from this focus center. Say focus center. Focus center. So everything we do as believers, everything we do at Keystone Church comes from this focused center. What is the focus center? That one man died for everyone and that everyone is in the same condition. We are all in the same boat. We're all in need of this friend Jesus. He included, say included, He included everyone in his death. In other words, he's saying, look, this isn't just for a certain section of people. This isn't just for a certain amount of people. I am dying for everyone. I'm redeeming the cosmos back to my glory. Everyone. I can't get over that word. Everyone? Now, surely not everyone. No, everyone. Okay, he included in his life, a resurrection life, a far better life than people have ever lived on their own. What? How can we miss this message of reconciliation and say, my friends, you belong. He died for you. He died for everyone. And specifically, he died for you. And he died for me. And he died for the lost and the broken and the hurting. Already, already done. It's already done. This reconciliation, this this friendship that God has established for you and I, it's already completed so that you and I could live a life that's a resurrection life. It's a brand new life. It's a fun life. It's the best life you could possibly imagine. Although Pastor Brock said when he deals with a lot of homosexuality and addiction in some of the high schools that he works with, and he never condemns anyone. You know Pastor Brock, he's just a tender-hearted soul. He never condemns. He never judges. He simply says this. You know, God just has a better way for you to live. He has the best way for you to live in His resurrection life. There's a better way to live. There's a more fruitful way to live. And the life you're living right now, it's just not the best. I mean, you're going to struggle either way, but the better way is through Jesus. You're going to have the best life in Jesus. And that's actually what 2 Corinthians is saying. I want to include you, Jesus says. I want want you to come and live this best life. The last uh, series we did on Simplify, I can't think of another verse either outside of Matthew 11. Come unto me, all who are weak and weary and burned out on religion. My yoke is easy and light. Hey, look at that. I even put it in color for you. Isn't that cool? Thanks, Colin, for getting that going. Uh, My burden is light. I won't put anything ill-fitting on you. Just come to me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. I know what I'm doing. Jesus is inviting us, every one of us, into this relationship with him. I think it's our perspective that has shifted that makes us either run to him or run from him. And the enemy loves to just simply lie to you. Really, that's the only tool he has. He can just lie. He's a great liar. And he tells us things like, you don't really belong Because if they knew everything about your past, then they wouldn't accept you. Or you don't really belong here because if they knew what you were addicted to, there's no way you could handle they could handle that. And I trust me, we can. And they wouldn't really belong. You wouldn't really belong here because if they knew how you treated your wife or they talked to your kids or spent your money, then they would never really allow you to really belong. See, that's the enemy's lies. That's the enemy saying, shh, don't listen to that message. Oh, how many times have you heard that and you've been wounded and you've been hurt and you've been dropped and you've been left behind and you've been cast off and you've been forgotten about? I can tell you, I thank God I didn't write this. The Holy Spirit through Paul wrote this. It cannot be refuted. It cannot be undone. The word of the Lord is right and it is good and it is life. You belong. Check out this one, 2 Corinthians 5.16. Because of this decision, what decision? The decision to center on the message that everyone is included in Jesus' death and everyone is included in His resurrection. Because of this decision, we don't evaluate people by what they have or how they look. Somebody say amen. We don't evaluate people on what they have or how they look. We looked at the Messiah that way once and got it all wrong, as you know. We certainly don't look at him that way anymore. (laughs) Who's this this little Jew out of Bethlehem, right? He's nobody. He's a carpenter's kid. He's not the king of the Jews. He's not the king of kings and lord of lords. Oh, yeah, we missed that one. (laughs) I can rest assured we will not make that mistake again. Folks, let me just encourage you. Part of belonging is not only believing that you belong, but it's also telling others that they belong. And the first thing we've got to get over is stop judging people by what they look like and what they appear to be. I read a great story in a book called God is My CEO, and it was about Truett Cathy. Truett Cathy, as you know, is the president of, or was president of Chick-fil-A and and uh, was meeting with the author of this book, God is My CEO. And, and there's a story in, in uh, sort of sectioned in this book where he was waiting in his offices and and sort of waiting around, and he was late. He's like, man, I can't believe Truett Cathy is late. And and so he comes up, and uh, Truett Cathy comes walking down the hall with this with young man, and he's got his arm around him, and anyway, it was his grandson. And uh, he says, oh, he, goes, he said, man, I'm so sorry. My grandson came in today, and I just bought him a new truck. And uh, we were test driving around the grounds here, and it's a stick shift. I was trying to teach him how to drive it. And, and so the author's like, hey, family first, man. That's great. So in his mind, the author sort of, goes back in time and says, you know, I thought that this truck would be some, you know, slicked out, juiced up, four by four, you know, brand new, all the bells and whistles. I mean, it's true with Kathy, right? Chick-fil-A. What can't this guy afford? Then he realized that as the grandson drove off, it was this old, beat up, Chevy, rusted, smoking like a, you know, just really old and not nothing great. And it dawned on him that even though, Truett Cathy could afford anything he wanted. He decided to go simple. And it was, a, it was a decision. The point I'm trying to make is, you can see this kid running down the road in this old beat-up Chevy truck go, man, what a loser, right? Can you imagine? What, what a loser, this guy. This guy's probably got no future or hope. <laughs> right? And, and then you realize who he is. Come on, are you tracking with me? Connect the dots here. Stop judging people by what they have or don't have. I look at I know millionaires. I know of millionaires that look like they just just rolled out of bed and forgot to brush their teeth in the morning. I mean, you just you don't know. Don't judge it. And, and you also look at people like, "Oh, that dude's got it all together. He's broken. He's a mess. He doesn't have a clue. Don't judge either way. Our job is just to share with people this message of reconciliation. We don't look at the Messiah anyway like that anymore. 5:17. Now," he said. This is the believe. First of all, belong. Secondly, believe. Now, he said, we look inside. And what we see is that anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start. Come on, that is a good, that's good news. That's the gospel. You need a fresh start? Just be friends with the Messiah. Jesus, it's in Christ. Look, you don't have to obey rules. You don't have to come to a nine-week program and jump through hoops. You don't have to start giving to the church. You don't have to cut your hair or change your diet or anything. I mean, just just come. I'm sorry, change, change your clothes, but anyway, change your anything. It's created new. The old life is gone. A new life burgeons. You know what this word burgeons means? Oh, I wrote it up there for you. To begin to grow or increase rapidly and to flourish. I want to grow. I want to increase. I want to flourish. I can do that being friends with Jesus. Coming into this ministry, if I believe, I just simply believe. Just believe. Believe that Jesus loves you, not mad at you. He's not against you. He's for you. God is not against you. He's for you. He's actually for your family. I know sometimes, and I struggle with this too, I think God's mad at me. Well, how come you're mad at me? I'm not mad at you. I'm for you. Everything that you're going through is forming you. It's instructing you. It's, it's, it's guiding you. It's, it's shaping you. It's giving you character. I am, I'm for you, man. Don't neglect what I'm doing. Don't, don't hesitate to think that I don't love you, and I'm for you, and I'm with you. Virgins begins to grow or increase rapidly to flourish. There's another word similar to this um, that we used in horticulture. It's so weird that my horticulture experience is coming back Odd. If you knew my college experience, you knew that it was quite funny. Uh, I walked into uh, CCFL—well, it was that CCFL at the time, now it's FLCC, uh, Community College of the Finger Lakes—and and I had no clue what I was doing. There's a line for financial aid. I need some financial aid. I better get in that line. Um, do you have any? Uh, what was it? Fast whatever paper? Fast Nope. Never heard of it. This—this this how clueless my college experience was. Uh, Well, you need to go get in that line. Oh, cool. What's that over there? Well, that's, uh, you know, see if you were smart enough to get any scholarships. Oh, I'll go stand in that line. Hey, what was your ACT score? I don't know. What's an ACT? Son, you haven't taken an ACT? Um, Don't know what it is. I know it spells ACT. (laughs) No clue. Went to the next line, and I'm like, hey, uh, I think this is like where you picked your major or whatever. Hey, what do you want to do? I don't know. I'll be a landscaper. You got a landscaping class? And they looked at me like, oh my goodness, this poor kid's never going to make it. So I went, I left. I'm like, I'm clueless. I was so overwhelmed. I had no idea what I was doing, where I was, who, no instruction. I mean, it was just weird. And finally, I go back and I get a catalog. They said, why don't you start with a catalog? Like a Sears catalog? No, it's a college catalog. Oh, so they can pick through what I want to do? Yeah. So I land on horticulture. It was the closest thing to plants. But horticulture has nothing to do with landscaping in in most parts. It's the study of plants. I was so bored for a year. I'm learning about ecology and botany and ground movements and soil samples. And I'm like, who cares, man? I want to put some bricks and lights and make a house look cool. In, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, in, in horticulture, we learn to prune fruit bushes and trees and, and uh and other things like this and a new sprout is called a burgeon because it denotes growth and it's fresh and it's a little fuzzy and it's new and it's it grows but once it bursts through that little nodule bursts through it burgeons into new life not a fun word you're burgeoning you're you're hey what are you doing today? hey I'm burgeoning <laughs> cool what does that mean? I don't know. Some with plants and flowers and some of the buds and fuzzy things. I'm not sure. No, it means you're rapidly growing. It means that God is so excited about you, He's going to flourish you. He's going to rapidly increase you in Him. Isn't that fun? Believe. Believe. It's simple. Romans 10, 11 through 13. The Scripture reassures us, the Bible says, that no one who trusts God like this, heart and soul, will ever regret it. It's exactly the same no matter what a person's religious background may be. The same God for all of us. Hmm, everyone. Thank you. Acting the same incredibly generous way to everyone who calls out for help. Everyone who calls, help God, gets help. Woo! Wait a minute. That does does not compute. Does does not compute. What? Uh, Everyone that just says, God, help. I can tell you there's no greater prayer that God loves to hear than, God, help me. God, I just need you to help me. Well, I don't believe in God. You don't have to. You just got to understand you belong. You belong. It's the goodness of God that brings men to repentance. Not a hard, stupid message or somebody beating you over the head with the Bible. It's God's goodness. Just know this, my friends. You belong. Matter of fact, our job as a church and as believers is simply just tell people that. Did you know that you belong? Did you know that you're already a friend of God? And then the Holy Spirit goes, ooh, that's the right message. Ooh. Let me just land on this a minute. Let me just percolate on this a minute. Well, what must I do to be saved? Call on God's name. No, oh, no, man, it can't be that easy. I don't have to get, you know, do some lessons and go through counseling and get rid of all my bad stuff first. No. No, it's actually, actually exactly the opposite. L- listen to me. Please don't try to get rid of your bad stuff first. It'll never work. It'll never work. It's the power of Jesus that sets you free. But you got to know you're his friend first. Can you just come with all your addictions? Can you just come with all your insecurities? Can you come, here you go, with all of your unbelief? Just come. Just come. Because you belong. You belong here. You belong with Him. You belong with us. You belong. This message is going to transform our city, my friends. It's going to transform us. It's going to change the way we talk, the way we act, the way we speak to others, the way we look at others. Every person you see gas stations, grocery stores, the mall, or I don't think anybody in Colorado goes to the mall. Um, Wherever you are, the theater, you're going to see people differently because this message is going to change us from the inside out. You belong. And finally, you become. 2 Corinthians uh, 5, 19-20 says this, God now, don't you love this? This is so perfectly spelled out. God has given us the task of telling everyone yeah. What he is doing. Well, we can't go to those people cuz they're they're of different religion or they'll never believe us or whatever. We are Christ's representatives. Here is what we become. Watch this. God uses us to persuade men and women to drop their differences and enter into God's work, enter into God's work of making things right between them. We're speaking for Christ himself now. <laughs> Become. What do I become? Friends with God. He's already a friend to you. Come on, somebody. Man, my heart is exploding. This message is, it's transformative. Come on. Well, what do I have to become? I have to become a pastor. Do I have to become a, a Christian? Do I have to become, you know, something that that I can't do or not called to or Sunday school teacher? God don't ask me to become a nursery worker. you know no what we want and what God wants is just to let you know to become his friend. And when you're his friend, you know what you're going to do? Let me tell you about my friend. That's it. I mean, is this a mind blow? I, I, I guess from my experience and my background of works works works, 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 works works, and you know trying to trying to prove how worthy I was to belong at a church, or belong as a pastor, or belong as a boyfriend, or belong as a husband, or whatever it was. I, I'm not a husband. I mean, I, I am, yeah, anyway. I don't, ha- I don't have any girlfriends, right? Just you, my daughter. Anyway, uh, all these things that I tried to do to prove my worth has a sort of unraveling. You guys with me? Like all these things that I had to do to prove that I was good enough, that I was a believer enough, that I was righteous enough, that I was I had to, listen, when you're trying to prove your righteousness, you know what you do? You try to hide your sin. Come on, somebody. Right? Because you're you're saying, look how righteous I am. Oh my God, don't look at my junk. Please don't look at my stuff. Please don't go in that closet. Please don't turn on my computer. Please don't look at my phone. Please don't do that. I, I have to suppress and hide my sin. And how many of you know that you're never truly free if you're constantly trying to hide things? Jesus said, bring it to the light. Bring it to me. Bring it. Come on, baby, bring your porn. Oh, I can't believe you said that in church. I want you to bring it to me. I want you to look at it with me. That's nuts. We don't talk like that. We don't say things like that. We don't teach that. How are you going to be free if you keep lying to yourself and lying to others and lying to God? You don't think he knows? All right, might as well be honest. Here's Here's my problem, God. Here's what I'm addicted to. Here's my issue. Here's my problem. I bring it to you. My anger, my judgment, my failure as a husband. My failure as a wife. Everything that I'm trying to do is falling apart. God says, finally, oh, perfect. You are now a perfect candidate for my grace, for my love, for my understanding, for my patience, and for my friendship. That's who I want. I want you. You're my friend. Come on. Oh. Isn't this good? This is rich, bro. This is rich stuff. You become a friend of God. And in in, in that in that becoming, you become Christ's representative. Well, how did I get here? How did I become a Christ's representative? How to become an ambassador of heaven? You just decided at one point to become God's friend. You just said, you know what? I believe that. You're right. I believe that. I believe that God is my friend. That I am a friend of God. And He loves me. And He calls me by name. He knows me. He created me for His purpose. I'm His friend. He's my friend. I believe that. Wow, doesn't that change the gospel? I mean, to me, I had to get people to admit something and then pray something and then repray something and then confess something and... Go get dunked, and then you know, try to work on their their appearance afterwards or whatever. And you know, that's just so it's just unraveling, guys. Maybe maybe I'm I'm on this journey, and it's just like fresh. Like this is this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is what we've been called to. This is our calling. That you truly belong to Jesus. Hey, want to stand with me tonight? This has been rich, you guys. It's been so rich. It's been so good. Because it's even in our conversation, you know, it's, it's our conversation. I look at people differently. You're going to look at people differently. You're not going to look at them through all the lens of all their problems and their breaking and their brokenness, but you're going to look at them through the lens of, ooh, that person belongs to Jesus. Right? You're going to see somebody who's addicted to something or, or in trouble or maybe on a journey. Maybe they haven't figured this out yet. That's okay. I've learned to relax and just say, you belong. You belong. You belong. You belong, you believe, and you become. Isn't that good? Let's pray together tonight. Jesus, we just come to you in such a sweet spirit here. We love what you're doing through this message of reconciliation. It's, been, it's almost been hidden in plain sight for 46 years. <laughs> oh my God, I'm 46. Father, we just love you. We thank you for this message. We thank you for your love. We thank you that we belong to you, that we are your workmanship created for your glory. Oh, I belong. Oh, oh. My friends, tonight, just in your hearts, if you're struggling tonight with anything, just can you just say in your, in your spirit, maybe out loud, maybe in a prayer, I belong. I think the first step to breakthrough, listen to this, is confession. And confession isn't always just telling everybody all the bad things you do. Confession is actually speaking truth over who you are. Oh, let's say that together. I belong. Come on one more time. I belong. Oh my goodness. Holy Spirit, just bathe that word now. Listen, my friends, it's that simple. It is. It's that simple. I confess tonight that I belong. If you'll speak that truth over your life this week, tonight, whenever you feel like God is against you, whenever you feel like you're being left out, whenever you feel like you're not included, can you just whisper those words over your heart and say, I belong. We've got a lot of people in this city that feel like they don't belong anymore. And that they've been cast off. And they were in ministry and they were serving their guts out. And they loved Jesus, man. And, and something along the line, they got dropped. They got hurt. Man, our heart, I'm telling you guys, God is setting us up. He is teeing this church up to say you belong here you belong come get healed no expectations just come get healed come get healed come get healed come and sit and enjoy come and rest come and relax come and be refreshed because you belong can you find somebody this week that you know needs to hear that message give them a call send them a text i want you to know my friend that you belong now god seal this word in our heart the enemy's a liar He cannot steal this he is he is all he has we won't even give him credit about talking about him tonight but father you are conqueror you have already conquered death there's no enemy left we just pray now that you would seal these words in our heart with this branding iron of the holy spirit let us remember that we belong and that we believe and that we become let this be not only our message tonight through a series but lord a statement a mantra a definition of the character of your people you belong i love you jesus it's in your name we pray amen